This is News Talk. Well, I suppose some people have been suggesting there have been tensions in the Department of Health for some time, uh, given that, you know, senior figures are leaving. But now the Irish Independent says emails reveal the power struggle over new Neffet. Serious tensions between Health Minister Stephen Donnelly, his top civil servant Robert Watt and Chief Medical Officer Tony Houlihan over a new group to replace Neffet are laid bare in newly released documents. The new group to replace Neffet, uh, I suppose the membership of that group and what the responsibility of that group would be were the subject of significant friction, as how it's described in the Irish Independent, between three of the key players at the heart of the country's health system. In one email, Robert Watt warned Minister Donnelly he was in effect being sidelined by the new COVID group four days before it was announced. Mr Watt said, I don't understand what this means for my role or indeed the role of the CMO. Robert Watt warned that the group's terms of reference would cut across work already underway to review the state's pandemic preparedness. There's a lot to read in the Irish Independent and the Irish Times indeed on that. So if you're interested in tensions at the heart of health in Ireland, uh, read more about that in the papers this morning. Also on the front of the Irish Independent, food prices beginning to surge on the back of soaring fuel, utilities and airfare costs. Consumers are being warned that the inflation rate is going to keep on rising in the coming months. And as we heard in the news there, inflation at 7%, the highest it has been for 22 years years and uh, obviously this is going to look at an increase in interest rates now and if the interest rates go up well then those homeowners who have mortgages will obviously suffer as a result of that. Also looking at inflation as the Irish examiner on the front page employers across the country are likely to be inundated with pay hike demands from workers who are stung by a uh, cost of inflation. And as we keep saying, it's now at a 22-year high. ICTU warning its private sector committee will meet on Tuesday to consider the crisis and their demand for members' pay increases. All the suggestions are that right across the country, workers are going to be looking for increases because inflation is leaving wages short, as the examiner says. So that'll be a tricky conversation for some managers and employers if they're not able to give them uh, the pay rises that they need. The Irish Daily Mail also looks at inflation. They look at the cost of flights, the cost of going abroad, and the price of flights has almost doubled in a year. And Ryanair and Aer Lingus are warning of more fare hikes as the cost of fuel soars. The cost of flying jumped 92.7% in the past 12 months. And I think anecdotally, it's fair to say, if you go on some of the airline websites, there are still some deals there, but it can be expensive. And maybe if you were somewhere a couple of years ago and you look to go to the same place again, you'll notice that the price has more than likely gone up. Travel experts telling prospective holidaymakers to book now if they plan on going abroad. Then the other irony is that the advice is if your passport hasn't arrived, you should hold off on booking your flight until you have your passport physically in your hands because it's just too much of a risk. The Irish Times front page, the sale of SightServe to businessman Dennis O'Brien during the financial crisis was based on, quote, misleading and incomplete information that the building services company provided to Anglo-Irish Bank a High Court judge has found Mr Justice Brian Cregan circulated a confidential draft final report to witnesses yesterday. This is after seven years of investigation and he criticised a process 
uh, of below the surface, is how he describes it, where certain events occurred during the sale without the bank's knowledge and the judge is strongly critical of the terms on which SiteServe was sold and finds the transaction was not concluded in a manner that was reasonable from the perspective of the bank. The Irish Sun has a warning that Russian cyber criminals are plotting to sabotage tomorrow's Eurovision and this is because obviously Ukraine are favourites to win. So the speculation is that cyber criminals from Russia could try and hijack the Eurovision to stop the red-hot favourites Ukraine from grabbing glory. Fears are rising that pro-Vladimir Putin hacker gang Killnet would try to paralyse the online voting servers ahead of anticipated support for the Ukrainian entry. Uh, And this is quite a powerful cyber criminal group. Uh, So there is a fear that they're plotting to stop Ukraine from winning. We'll have more on the Eurovision and Ireland's entry later here on Breakfast Briefing. Staying with Russia, the Irish Daily Mirror, your time is up. Apparently Russia is pushing the Irish government to extend its ambassador Yuri Filatov's visa so that he can stay here. His visa is due to expire within weeks and he needs the documentation renewed and a senior government source has said that they expected Mr Filatov's visa would be extended uh, because obviously they're still saying that they're not planning to uh, expel the Russian ambassador. So obviously it wouldn't be great for relations between Ireland and Russia if they don't extend his visa or don't approve the documentation. Now, elsewhere, the Irish Examiner, kind of going back to the cost of uh, doing things like getting electricity and food and all that stuff, the Examiner says that the number of households switching their electricity provider rose by 51% between March 2021 and March 2022. And this is good news because so often we hear that people aren't shopping around, there's a bit of apathy involved, people aren't bothered, think it's a lot of hassle, uh, and actually you can make a lot of savings if you do. And the examiner says more consumers are shopping around in the face of surging energy costs. There were 40,575 electricity switches in March, which is down on the 41,000 switches in February, and 13,952 households switched their gas account in March in 2022. That's up 67% on the same month last year. If you haven't shopped around, the advice from everybody is that you should shop around. And I suppose it's not surprising that people are. And by the way, you don't necessarily have to change your provider. We changed the plan we were on and we're saving a fortune because we were getting charged a lot of money per unit of electricity used. And we changed to a cheaper plan with the same provider absolutely zero hassle at all it was one phone call um, or you can do it online I think as well so just be aware and listen they're not a charity they're there to make money and it's your money at the end of the day so try shop around if you can if you are a man who is bald and you have been slagged about being bald, well, actually, apparently it's a form of sexual harassment. This is in the Telegraph this morning. Insulting a man by calling him bald amounts to sexual harassment. This is according to a panel of judges. In a landmark judgment in the UK, an employment tribunal found that because men are more likely to lose their hair than women, using the term bald to describe someone is a form of discrimination. Uh, And after the ruling, so basically an electrician brought a case against his employers. And after the ruling, Tony Finn, who is the electrician, said, I hope my win helps to stop other men being insulted and verbally attacked because they are bald. 
and I know some people will laugh it off or whatever but others are quite sensitive about losing their hair and do get upset when people slag them about it in the same way that people slag others about their height which there's nothing you can do about totally inappropriate but it's one of those things that people think is still fine to make jokes about final story comes from the sun I said it at the start of the show check your calendar it is Friday the 13th and it's considered the unluckiest date on the calendar people with any superstitions dread the day that the 13th of any month will fall on a Friday and the Irish Sun this morning looks at why Friday the 13th is really unlucky and it's not without I suppose some sort of basis because a study by the British Medical Journal back in 1993 found that Friday the 13th is actually really unlucky for some people because they looked at health behaviour and superstition around Friday the 13th and they found that the risk of hospital admission as a result of an accident increased by 52% when compared with other Fridays that aren't Friday the 13th and in cheerful news the Sun also looks at uh, has anything happened on Friday the 13th and Tupac was murdered on Friday September 13th 1996 Buckingham Palace was bombed by the Germans on the same day and date back in 1940. In Ireland, the uh, first COVID regulations were announced by Leo Vradker on Friday the 13th of March 2020. And in Italy, on January the 13th, 2012, 32 people died when the Costa Concordia passenger ship sank. So, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure I would fly today, Friday the 13th. I certainly drove a little bit slower on the way into work. So just be careful, mind yourself. Others will say it's a load of rubbish. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.